0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Back to back wins
1: edition of Flyers Daily. Wheels it out, middle point, and Braun took a shot. He scores! Not sure if it hit anything in front, but Robin Letter lost it and hits the back of the net and the Flyers gain the early lead. It's one of the Flyers. Shot Blackard away by Carter Hart, his season-high 40-second save right there. Lawton carries in, left it for Oscar Lindblom, turned him behind the net, he scores! The wraparound off the skate of a man and end, and Oscar Lindblom has his 10th goal of the year, In the last minute of the period to make it 2-0, Philadelphia picks it up to the crease and a save by Carter Hart, and that does it. The buzzer sounds, and Carter Hart with 46 saves is a new season high, and he's done it twice to the Vegas Golden Knights. Philadelphia wins it 2-1. All right,
0: here we go. Flyers Daily for Wednesday, March 9th. Flyers coming off. Their first back-to-back wins of the calendar year, 2022, and it feels good. 2-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights, earns the Flyers the two points, they get the win, and what, quite possibly, I don't want to overstate this, and recency bias included. Full transparency on that element of it, but this may have been Carter Hart's finest NHL performance. How about 47 saves? on 48 shots in the game. And it's not like a lot of those scoring chances from Vegas weren't high quality. They had some high quality. The the expected goals in this game for Vegas was about five. They got one. It was a perfectly executed power play goal that eventually was able to beat Hart in the second period by by Dodonov on really a tic-tac-toe play where Eichel kind of moves into the middle of the ice off the half wall. Puts the puck down low to Marcheseau, so, low to high play, right to Dodonoff. Boom, in the back of the net. Two first-period goals by the Flyers. First one coming from Justin Braun, his fifth of the season. By the way, last year, I think in 55 games, he had one goal. This year, he's got five. And then Oscar Lindblom gets into double digits, picks up his tenth goal of the season on a wraparound that Robin Lehner just overplayed. He The, the technique that he went to was called a VH overlap on the short side. And a guy that's the size of Robin Leonard, it's hard on a quick wraparound and a well-executed wraparound like Lindblom had to recover from an overlap VH. Now the VH stands for vertical horizontal, which means one leg, the post leg is up in a straight up and down position, and the middle of the net leg, his left leg in this situation, is along the ice. That's called the vertical horizontal, VH. And the overlap is because he has overlapped around the outside of the post on the short side, which means to get to the other post, the left post, his glove hand side, means you have a further distance to travel. Coupled that, but because of the rotation of Robin Lehner's body, he also has to clear the post where he's at. So you have to almost come out and back in And you're just not going to get there quick enough. And you're certainly not going to get there quick enough when you're 6'5", 240. Now, he's an athletic guy and a big guy and a good goalie. But that kind of movement that would have taken for that to happen, it was just too much real estate to travel. He didn't play it right. Lindblom executed it perfectly, puts it in the back of the net. And the Flyers went up 2-0 in the first period with that goal at 1909 in the first. And then, like I said, they give up the only goal that Vegas would get on the power play in the second period. Flyers were blocking shots all over the ice. Vegas had, I think, somewhere around 80 shot attempts in the game. Obviously, 48 shots on goal, one goal, and just a great performance by Carter Hart. Lost his stick at one point on a power play by Vegas at the end of the second period. Battled, made a great right pad save on Jack Eichel. And, you know, even though the Vegas power play is not one that's at the top of the NHL and been one that's been humming all season, you, you got to look at it in smaller sample sizes because when you get to this point, some power play success is not going to change your percentage a whole heck of a lot because it's a big sample size. In the beginning of the year, three power play goals on 10 or 12 attempts are going to boost it quickly. At this time of year, three on 12 power play attempts are not going to boost it quickly. And th- Their power play has not been good of late either. But when you're throwing out March or so, you're throwing out Jack Eichel, uh, Petrangelo, And the Donoff, you know, those are some pretty potent power play performers made some really good chances on the power play. Uh, And sometimes your goaltender has got to be your best penalty killer. And that obviously was the case with Hart. Just an unbelievable performance. And I think the interesting thing is, is that, you know, this is more happenstance than anything. But what we did on yesterday's episode where I asked Flyer fans to come up with some positives about this season like legit positives, not, hey, there's not that much season left. That's a positive. No, legit positives. The thing that was cited the most in the over 120 responses that I got to that tweet was regarding Carter Hart and the way he's bounced back. And first of all, let me just say that I'm happy at that answer, not because it's the goaltending, and you guys know I love goaltending, but because if you look at his record or his stats per se, they're not otherworldly. His win-loss record, the team just hasn't won that many games. But because you guys watch this team game in and game out, you know that sometimes the numbers don't tell a complete story and that Carter has been really good this season and kept his team in games and has done it in difficult circumstance. Like that game last night is a very difficult game for a goaltender because there's such little margin for error. I think it's the second hardest score to win by in hockey. I think the hardest score to win by in hockey is 1-0. The second hardest score to win by in this sport is 2-1 because there's no margin for error. And, you know, usually you get an empty net goal to make it 3-1 or a two-goal lead or whatever. But he, he was under siege. 17 shots against in the second, 17 shots against in the third. And he only gives up one goal in those two periods. And then in the first period where he had 12 shots on goal, made all 12 saves. It was just an excellent performance from a guy that some people had question marks coming into this year based on last year and how the season ended up for not only the team, but him as well as the guy back there to backstop what was a very difficult environment to play behind. And he's just responded with such such a strong season and such a mentally strong season again the team doesn't score tremendous amounts of goals and that puts a lot of pressure on a goaltender and a lot of pressure on a young goaltender trying to bounce back after a difficult year after a really good start to his career and he was excellent in the game and he battled his butt off and mike yo said it after the game he said you know carter was back there tonight and he absolutely battled and a lot of those saves were him just battling he was a competitor." And he was a battler. That's what Mike Yo said of Hart's game last night. And I couldn't agree more. And I love seeing it. I, I didn't think that Laner was particularly good on either of the goals. The one from Justin Braun that opened the scoring. Um, it may have been deflected out high, but certainly more than enough time and distance to be able to track that puck in. He just looked like he misplayed it or misread it and it just beat him low blocker. And I'm not sure exactly what happened. I, I'd have to ask him, but... Um, it did not look like a good goal and one that, generally speaking, he would give up. And then the wraparound, as I said to, to Limblom, he overplayed the situation and his save selection I didn't think was the proper one, going to a, an overlap VH in that situation on a quick wraparound just you're not going to get there but all in all good win for the Flyers another multi-point performance for Scott Lawton who's been really good for this team so let's get to Scott Lawton uh, Tim Saunders and Steve Coates had a chance to talk to the Flyers forward after the game and here's that conversation
1: he had two assists in the game both in the first period and uh, his lying was a key factor in this one Lots. you got to talk about the goaltender first because when you needed it the most, Carter Hart was there.
2: Yeah, he was uh, incredible, and uh, you got to count on him uh, for big, timely saves, but uh, he was good the entire night, uh, especially in the second, no stick. Um, I think he uh, had two or three saves at our backdoor, so he, uh, he's been huge for us all year, but uh, I thought a lot of guys did a lot of good things uh, blocking shots and, and uh, trying to keep him out of the blue paint. Well, one thing that was very noticeable, despite the number of shots, was the, the way you guys played defense. I mean, both killing penalties and protecting the puck, and your, I mean, protecting your goaltender in the defensive zone. I know they had a lot of shots, but the shots all came from bad angles because you guys did such a good job. Has that been an emphasis on uh, spending more time on a defensive system of late? I think so, and, and I think just uh, being tighter defensively leads to uh, offense going the other way and, and uh, making those low five-foot plays. But, uh, yeah, I think guys were buying in, and, and uh, yoshi has been preaching a good defensive game and, and staying over top of guys in the neutral zone. Um, obviously not as many shots as we want to give up, but I uh, thought uh, we did a pretty good job. Lots Mike Yo uh, delivered some tough love. After that
1: last loss to Minnesota, you guys responded against Chicago, but the key is can you do that uh, consecutively or continue to do it moving forward? You guys certainly seem a lot more engaged now.
2: Yeah, and uh, we got a big stretch coming up. We got Florida, Carolina, uh, a bunch of top teams coming up. Um, we continue to do this and, and uh, try and build a, a good winning culture here and, and uh, continue to move forward. But uh, anytime you put that flyer's crest on, it's an honor, and, and uh, you've got to go out and play, uh, play hard. First, li-
1: First line center, Scotty, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting ten years to play with G. It's uh it's been nice. No, uh it's uh it's been good to, to get this opportunity and try and show what I can do and, and uh try and contribute to this uh this team. Twenty seven games to go, you've won two in a row. Are you just taking it game by game or have you got goals as far as being able to finish this season up in a in a winning fashion, in a positive fashion? Yeah, I would say game by game. I, I think the The way the year's gone and and, uh, everything that's been happening, uh, we got to stick just game by game and and, uh, continue to build as a group and and, uh, uh, let the young guys learn a lot, and and, uh, same with us. Scott Lawton's got five multiple-point
1: games this season, four in the last ten games, and the Flyers have won back-to-back games for the first time in 2022. Scotty, thanks for doing this. Good luck uh, in this road trip coming
2: up in uh, Florida. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Coachy. All right.
0: There's Flyers forward Scott Lawton. multi-port performance for him once again. Full value for the win for the Flyers. They take it 2-1 over the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the Flyers this season, they actually have a record in 2-1 games. And as I mentioned, I think that's the second hardest score to win by in the NHL. They have a record of 5-1-1 in 2-1 games. The first 2-1 game they played, was actually their second road game of the year on October 28th against the Vancouver Canucks. That was in a back-to-back. They played the Edmonton Oilers the night before, beat Edmonton five to three. Then they went to Vancouver and they beat the Canucks two to one. Martin Jones started that game for the Flyers. Their next 2-1 game came on November 6th. Really good game. They had first two periods were tremendous against Washington on the road. Martin Jones in that one as well. They got a 2-1 win. They hung on in that game. Next 2-1 game. Against Carolina, went into the third period on the road. So far, all these 2 1 wins are on the road. Vancouver on the road. Washington on the road. Carolina down 1 0 heading into the third period. They score two third period goals. They come away with a 2 1 win. Carter Hart's in goal for that one. Next 2 1 game is Hall of Fame night at the Wells Fargo Center. It's a 2 1 overtime win over the Calgary Flames and Carter Hart in goal for that game. Next 2 1 game they play is against the Florida Panthers in Florida. It's a 2-1 overtime loss. Martin Jones in goal for that game. The next 2-1 game they play is against the Columbus Blue Jackets. They lose that one 2-1. Uh, Carter Hart in net for that one. That dropped their record to 13-19-8 on and on the season. Then last Saturday, they got the 2-1 win over the Washington Capitals at Wells Fargo Center. Carter Hart in net for that one. And then, obviously, last night, a 2-1 win over the Vegas Golden Knights, a record of 5-1-1 in 2-1 games, which is astounding when you consider the Flyers' record that in those seven 2-1 games, they have five wins. Five of their wins have come in these really tight games, five of 18 wins in 2-1 games. Nuts. Just one of those weird anomalies in the stats and the standings this season. But uh, they get the win and the positivity paid off and we can legit be positive. The last thing I kind of want to get to on this episode is just something that I kind of tipped on with Brian Smith in the post-game show and something we talked about on Flyers Daily quite a bit about. And we talked about getting something out of this sideways season where they're not going to go to the playoffs. They have to find a way to get something out of it. And, you know, I think one of the things... One of the ways of thinking or the mentality of some is that, hey, they need to lose as many games as possible so they can, you know, up their percentage of getting the highest pick possible in the draft. But that's a, you know, that's an, an interesting situation because when you do that, you are, you know, you're sacrificing something. You're sacrificing culture and you're sacrificing the integrity of trying to win. Now, as fans, we don't have to worry about that. But all in all, when you look at it, you, the fans that say they need a culture change and they need to add character, you can't then also cite that it's better if they lose down the stretch. I think it's better if they win down the stretch. I know that doesn't help your draft position. I get that. And it doesn't get you any closer to Shane Wright. I mean, even if you have the worst record in the league, you have a 20% chance of Shane Wright, of getting the number one overall pick. So to me, it's more important to come down the stretch with some players getting their games in order, feeling better about it, some players getting to play like Kevin Hayes and break through scar tissue and get his game back so that he comes back many steps closer next year than this year. To me, that's more important. And it seems like there may have been some sort of tipping point with the culture. And if Mike Yo isn't here next year, and I think it's an uphill battle for him to be here next year, as Bill and Melter and I talked about in Monday's episode. But if anything, if he accomplishes a kickstart to changing the culture, then good on him. But you can't have it both ways. You can't say this team needs a culture change and be okay with them losing or thinking it's better if they lose. You can't have that both ways. I don't think you can. That's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. Another brand-new episode coming up tomorrow right here on Flyers Daily. We'll preview the Flyers and the Florida Panthers. Flyers back on the road for the first time since February, early February, February 12th. So we'll preview that game for you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Have a great day, everybody.